Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Him and only him. He is God alone. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for that time of worship. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Amen. I want to just thank God for this opportunity of coming to share something from his word. And I kind of want to dig into um, something that God has laid in my heart concerning uh, Proverbs. Um, we're going to open quickly to Proverbs chapter 3, verse, verses 5 and 6. And the word of God reads as follows. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Father, Lord, right now, I just humble my life before you, and I just pray that you have your way, that you minister to our lives, to our needs. You know what we need tonight. You know what we need to hear. You know what we need to be reminded of, God. Have your way, minister, Father, Lord, and we're going to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name, we pray, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. I want to quickly get into the word of God. Thank you, my pastor, right, for always trusting me with this pulpit. I don't take that lightly. Um, and we're just going to dig into the word of God because I want to talk to you a little bit about wisdoms from Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, right? And um, we know that Proverbs was written uh, by Solomon. And the theme of the book, um, it's found at the beginning chapters, is uh, chapter 1, verses 1 through 7. And it describes wisdom and how the fear of the Lord is true wisdom. Something that will enable believers, right, to live out their faith in a practical way daily. Um, it deals with questions of value, moral behavior, and the meaning of human life, and also righteous conduct. How can we live and live out a righteous life every day of our lives, right? In this particular chapter, the father, Solomon, right, gives an exhortation or a counsel to his son, as we see in verses 1, 11, and 21. Um, Solomon was the wisest man that ever lived, right? It's told. He asked God for wisdom to rule the people of Israel. And they recognized that his wisdom was from God, right? First um, Kings chapter 4, verses, verse 32 says, Solomon had 3,000 proverbs to his name. The proverbs have a reflection of wisdom, right? Solomon had gleaned throughout his lifetime. He had over um, thousands of, of, of proverbs, right? Um, that spoke wisdom and spoke life to the people of Israel and, and showed him how to rule and um, uh, a, a difficult people, right? Um, but we can glean from the books of Proverbs some um, practical uh, truths to help us through. And I think that that's what I can glean from this particular uh, piece of scripture. It's interestingly, it, interestingly enough, it's found in two verses, but it's actually just one sentence um, if we read it. Um, and the first part states, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust, it's a firm belief, right, in, um, 
and a trust uh, uh, means that you believe and you have the ability to confide and, and, and trust what someone is telling you, right? You believe in that person's strength in, in, their, in what they're speaking to you. you. You wholeheartedly will follow them because you believe what they're telling you. A biblical, the biblical meaning in, of trust in the Bible literally means a bold, confident, right? Being confident, a secure, a sure security in that divine being, which to us is God. Um, trust is not exactly the same as having faith, which is the gift of God, right? In Ephesians, we find that it says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And not this, not this from yourself, it is a gift from God, not by works, so that no one can boast, right? Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. Um, but trusting is what we do because of that faith that has been giving, given to us, right? We follow that faith. We believe because we have faith. Trust means that we believe in the promises of God no matter what the circumstances are. Even in those where the evidence seems to be contrary right, to the truth, to what we would like it to be. Amen? First of all, um, the one we trust is not a man, is not a woman. The word of God in Jeremiah 17, 7 says, Blessed is the man who trusts in whom? In the Lord, and whose hope is in the Lord. In order to trust, we must see God's characteristics, right, um, in order to help us consider in whom we are putting our trust in. Or even why should we trust this Lord, in other words, right, when we have faith as a gift of God, then we are able to trust God because, one, we know that God is all-powerful. Daniel 4.35 in the Amplified says, All the inhabitants of the earth are regarded as nothing, but he does, he does according to his will in the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth, and no one... No one can hold back his hand or say to him, what have you done? <laughs> no one can do that to God. He's all powerful. He is all over, right? His power has always been and will continue to always be into eternity. No other power can compare to the power powerful God that we served. Amen. Ephesians 3, 20, 21 in the Amplified says, now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all that we dare ask or think, right? We can think beyond what we pray, beyond what we hope, beyond what we dream, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. In our hearts and motives, if our hearts and motives are pure, we can truly trust God. Then we can believe and trust that he, that there is nothing, nothing too difficult for God. There's nothing that he cannot do. We can trust a God that has all strength and not only has all strength, but gives us all strength. That's how come we can say from Philippians um, 4.13, right? I can do all things. Through him who strengthened me, empowers me, right? Um, he, he helps me through, right? I am re re ready for anything 
and equal, equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. Not only is he strengthful, right? Not strengthful. Not only does he have the strength, excuse me. Not only is he a powerful God, but he also infuses in us power to keep going and doing everything that we're called to do. We can trust a God that is all powerful. We can also trust a God that is all knowing, right? We can trust a God because he knows everything. One can trust this God when one knows that he is the source of knowledge. He's the source of all understanding. He is the source of all wisdom. He knows everything about everything, but he knows everything about us individually. That's powerful. He knows our past, our present, and our future, and is capable of seeing it all at the same time, <laughs> and, and, and all at the same moment, right? Because he's all, he knows all. Daniel 2.21 says, it is he who changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and establishes kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and greater knowledge to those who have understanding. Because he knows everything, right? He is in absolute control. He knows best. We can trust a God that knows everything and knows best. He is all-knowing, so we can trust him because he knows it all. I, I can go to him with questions, and I can go to him with concerns, right? Because I know that he has the answers to everything I need to know because he knows. Amen? Not only does he know all, not only is he powerful, right? But God is absolute truth. What, is he, what, what he knows, right? Like I said, he knows everything. What he knows is truthful, Right? We can trust a God that what he says, we can believe it and trust it because what he says is the truth. God honors all he says because he is the source of all truth. All truth, right? He is present everywhere and he knows all things. So he has a total understanding of what is real, right, and what is true. What he says is completely accurate. That is powerful. That's a powerful God. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor son of man that he should repent. Has he said and will he not do, do it? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good and fulfill it? Praise God. He, he is truthful. He's a truthful God. John 14, 6 says, Jesus said to him, I am the way. I am the way, the only way to God, right? And, and the real truth, the truth and the real life. No one comes to the Father but through me. We through him can live in truth because he is the truth, right? Because he speaks the truth. That kind of God then can be trusted, right? We can trust a God that is truthful. He nev he's never going to lie to us and he's never going to steer us in the wrong way. Praise God. That's powerful. So we can trust him 
but it says further to trust him with what? To trust him with our hearts, right? And not just our heart, with all our hearts. The word heart um, is not, it, it's with all your heart, right? It's an English concept that was used to refer to the ruling center of the whole person. Person. The heart has seen, was seen, right, as the center of the person's will, mind, and feelings. It does not mean that the physical life-sustaining is not that piece, right? The heart that pumps the blood, the life-sustaining organ that distributes or flows, or flows blood throughout our bodies. When, when the Bible speaks about the heart, it, that term, it usually indicates, right, all of our being, and it also indicates the, the total control center of our lives. Our heart, although deceitful, Jeremiah 17.9 says, um, uh, with, with this is that the heart is deceitful about all things and desperately sick who can understand it. Yet, a heart that is turned over to God, a heart that's been, that has been transformed by the Holy Spirit, a heart that's been humbled before God and has turned from its wicked ways can now come to trust God. We can cultivate a trusting heart, right? Uh, a trusting heart by seeking him um, through prayer, through his word, and cultivating our relationship with him. Right? Although it's deceitful, now our hearts can be transformed. Ezekiel 36, 26 says, And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put in within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. 1 Timothy 1, 5 says, The aim of, of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Right? So we love God and we trust God, not just with our, our, our fleshly heart, but we trust God with that transformed heart that's been changed and now it is a heart after God. The next thing that strikes me from this sentence is, right, is lean not on your own understanding. And when we talk about leaning, it means an inclined position as you're like a concept of like relying on something or being supported by something, right? Um, but what does it mean when we lean on God? It means that he is always with us because God is present everywhere. So we can lean on a God that's going to be present. Um, Psalms 139, 7 through 12 reads as follows. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. Praise the Lord. I can always, always lean on a God that is always going to be there. I can lean on him because he is infinite, right? He has no beginning and no end. He is spirit. He's not restricted by time. He's not restricted by space. He is in the universe. He is here on earth. He is in your life. He is in, in outside your life, right? He is the creator of all things. He 
he is always there. We are never alone. Praise God. We might experience loneliness because that's a feeling and an emotion, but we are never alone. He watches us constantly, always present because he is ever present. Therefore, no matter what, what, we, what we can lean on, right? It doesn't matter what we're going through. We can always count on that we can lean on him because he's always going to be there to support us. And he's always going to be there for us to lean on him, right? Th this whole um, um, uh, Proverbs reminds me of the... the the activity, right, that someone stands and there's somebody in front of you and that person is not looking behind, they close their eyes and they tell them, just throw yourself back and that person in the in back of that person, right, just kind of holds that person, right? Not only that person is going to trust, but that person is leaning in onto that other person because they know that they're not going to move. <laughs> they're going to be there and that just reminds me of how God is with us. Amen. The sentence continues and it says, and then it says, in all your ways, submit to him. So not only am I going to trust this God, right? Not only am I going to lean into this God, right? This God that's, that's, um, that's forever present, this God that is all powerful, all knowing, he's the truth, right? A God that's there, right? But I'm going to also now submit to him. In all your ways, submit to God, Submitting to God is not an easy thing for us humans, right? Because it means that I accept or I yield to this superior force, right, to this authority, right, or to this other person. Today I choose not to submit to another person. Um, uh, that I'll leave it up to the wives because it does says to submit to the husbands, right? But it also says our children are to submit to the parents, right? So there's an order in this type of submission. But what, this, what the word of God is talking about and what this Proverbs is talking about is submitting to God, right? We are subject, right, unto him. We are his, right? So we submit to this particular process, right? We surrender to this treatment or this condition of this God that we are under him, right? Submission to God always begins, it's powerful, with humbling ourselves, right? Because it means that we're going to let go of our control. And boy, do we have a lot of control issues. I know I want to control my own life, my own destiny, right? But we, we are able to let go and submit to him when we let go of the control, when we let go of fears, when we let go even of our trust issues. And we rely on him whom we have surrendered to, on him who we are submitting to, right, surrendering to. And that takes humbleness. You've got to humble yourself, right? It speaks about surrendering and a letting go and a giving up our hearts. Here it goes again, that heart, that heart. Giving up my heart to him. It is a submitting of my heart, of my soul, and of my mind, right? We're to submit our hearts, our souls, and our minds. And Luke 10 says it clearly. It says, and he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. You see, we are able to, to submit to a God 
a God that is sovereign. When we are, when we are aware and we, when we are able to understand that we serve a sovereign God, ruler of the universe, right? Um, uh, he who has control, then submitting becomes a little bit easier. Jeremiah 32, 17 says, Ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. It is easy to submit to someone that you feel knows what they are doing, right? When someone knows what they are doing, then you, you feel okay to follow them. And someone is able to, to lead you and guide you and, and say what we're going to do and has a plan, then it's okay to surrender to that person. It's all right to surrender to, to what they are asking you to do. And our God is in control of it all. He has a plan and a purpose, and they're perfect. His plans are perfect, right? So it doesn't matter what's going on in, in this world. It doesn't matter what's going on in our lives, in this situation, with what, what um, Reverend Isaac just spoke about, right? The news and, and the disturbing situations that are occurring all over the place. That doesn't matter because we understand that we are surrendered, submitted to a God that is sovereign, praise God, that he's in control and that his plans will prevail. Proverbs 19, 21 says, many are the plans of a person in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. You see, God is in control because he is sovereign. He is supreme power. He is all authority. He is over all and in all, right? And in that, we can trust. So after we trust God, after we lean on God, and after we submit to God, there is an awesome result. Right? I wanted to title this um, Trust Plus Lean Plus Submit <laughs> Equals a Straight Path. Right? The results will be that God will make your, straight, your path straight. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to be a perfect path. <laughs> that doesn't mean that it's going to probably be straight and it's always going to, you're going to know where to go. Which No, sometimes in life there are detours. Sometimes, you know, to get to, 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 C, to, to Z, right, at the end, we got to go to A, to B, to C, to D, to, right? So it's not that it's perfect, but in God it is straight. And in God, we can trust his plans for each and every one of our lives. Psalm 86, 11 says, teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an, an undivided heart. There it goes again, that heart part, right? That I may fear your name. We as Christians need to understand that we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, right? That we can trust God because he listens us through the Holy Spirit that our lives are dedicated to him, right? That we can lean in on what he is sharing with us, right? On what he's allowing us to go through even, right? Because I may not know, but as I submit, he's going to lead the way. As I surrender, he's going to show me. How does he lead us, right? Through the Holy Spirit. Right? He leads us through his spirit. He leads us through his word as we learn, as we dig in, as we study his, the scriptures, right? As we pray and as we listen to his voice. 
And it's pretty interesting in my life of serving the Lord over, I don't know how many years, I'm not going to tell you my age. Um, uh, I, I've been serving the Lord since the age of 15, and, and, and it's pretty interesting to understand, uh, maybe even now in, in my life, in this season in my life, that I've seen how to trust circumstances because God speaks through them, right? I think we take them for granted, and we're always... You know, I'm asking for an answer, God. I need you to answer me. So we read the scriptures, so we pray, so we're waiting for this, thus says the Lord, or somebody to come from somewhere else and give us an answer. And God is telling you, listen, I've given you some knowledge, I've given you wisdom, I've given you some rationale, I'm give, I've given you sense, a sense, and when we allow those things that he's given us, right, to be saturated by the spirit of God, it's him that's going to lead us through the circumstances. And then we're going to be able to discern and say, hmm, I should not go that way, I need to go this way, right? Because we need to trust that if he is leading us, right, he's going to guide us through his spirit, right? He's going to show us in our minds and in our intellect and our senses, right? And, and through the Holy Spirit, he's going to make those um, uh, abilities in us sharp so that we will be able to discern his perfect will and way, his path for our lives. A, a very individual process, of course. Yet, there are things... There are things in the word of God that pertain to all of us, right? God doesn't have to tell me to pray because I know that we got to pray, right? But then I'm talking about specific things that he's going to show us because we're trusting, because we are leaning on him, and because we've surrendered to him, right? We've submitted to him. Now he's going to guide our path. He's going to guide our way. Praise God. Amen. We are able to know that his ways are perfect, and he knows best. And even when we take detours, like I said earlier, right, because we think we know best sometimes, <laughs> we sometimes do take detours, he is able to turn it all around for our good and for his honor and glory. Romans 8.28 says, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Praise God. Therefore, I end like I began with a short sentence that has so much rich meaning, right? And I feel that can help us. And I pray that this, this talk with you, this, this little lesson, right, I guess, has helped you and will help you, right, so that we can walk a straight path in him, right? His will, his purpose, when we learn to trust in him, when we learn to lean on him, when we learn to, that, that, that we can submit to a God that is sovereign, is all-powerful, all-knowing, truthful God, then we will have a straight path. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on what you understand or on your understanding, but in all your ways submit to God and he will make your path straight. God bless you.